0: I am uh, beginning a sermon series on the book of Genesis starting uh, today, and the plan is to um, look at various uh, stories in the book from uh, now until uh, just before Advent, which is uh, I think the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and then we'll resume again in January because there's 50 chapters in the book of Genesis, wonderful stories, and uh, look forward to sharing them with you as we move through this series fall and also into 2023. So we're going to begin kind of at the beginning. We're looking at Genesis chapter 2 today, uh, 4b, which is sort of the middle of the verse, and then uh, into uh, verse uh, 7. And the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, no herb of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the movie Simone, Al Pacino plays a movie director who gets into big trouble when the leading lady walks off the set during the middle of the film. And in order to save his movie and his career, Al Pacino must find the ideal actress to replace her. And so he creates Simone. Beautiful, talented, charismatic, and perfect in every way. She has just one flaw. She isn't real. She is a computer created cyber image. And the rest of the movie is all about this director's struggle to try to keep secret the real truth about this virtual woman who isn't really alive and doesn't really exist. Let me ask you a question. If you had been the creator, not just of a Hollywood movie, but of the whole universe, What would humans be like? Did you ever stop to think that God could have made us just like Simone, that virtually computer-generated woman? God could have uh, produced this world and populated it with perfect digitally manufactured people of all the right pixels and resolution enhancements. In fact, God could have done that even for the church. And as you're sitting here, you could have your very own personal control panel in front of you and and press a button that says, pray, give, sing, love. But instead, God took a risk and created human beings in his image. I'd like for us to once again look at at the book of Genesis. And once again, we are in chapter two, I'm going to start it a little earlier than what your bulletin says and start it in uh, chapter 2, verse 15 and read uh, through verse 22. Once again, I invite you to follow along on the screen. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you may eat freely, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall die. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every animal of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all cattle and to the birds of the air and to every animal of the field. But for the man... There was not found a helper as his partner. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And friends, this too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And once again, would you join me in a moment of prayer? God, as we open up your word this morning, we are opening it up to stories that we have probably heard before, but we pray that today they would leap off the page and into our lives and fill us with the light and life and love of Jesus Christ. We ask it in his name. Amen. If we were to look at the opening verses of the book of Genesis, you would get this rising sense of anticipation as days one through six move in a kind of rhythmic cadence. God said, God created, God saw. God said, God created, God saw. God said, God created, God saw. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day, and there was evening, and morning the second day. And on and on, the momentum builds until halfway through day six when suddenly there's this break in the action. And much like a runner who pauses just before needing to make a mad dash up a steep hill, God stops and God says, let us make humankind in our image. God says, we've made things, we've made plants, we've made animals, now let's make a person. In the movie, The Babe, John Goodman plays the aged Babe Ruth, this over-the-hill, has-been baseball player. And in one game, the Babe is up at the plate, and the people from the stands are hurling insults down at him. And out of defiance, he, he points to a place in center field. Well, would you believe, on the next pitch, he blasts a home run right over the center field bleachers where he had just been pointing. And as he circles the bases, one of the players in the opposing dugout says, he ain't human, he's an animal. And the fellow standing next to him says, no, he's not, he's a god. All of us are made in God's image. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, we are the temple of the living God. When God created that body of yours, God didn't say, oops, my bad. Instead, God stepped back and said, oh, it is very good. We have our own designer label stamped on us. And it says, not made in China, handcrafted by God. And so friends, if you're someone today who's feeling a bit down, I hope you catch a glimpse of the celebration that God has for you, when you were created. Because it's almost like the, the writer of, of Genesis just gushes with enthusiasm. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You know, in, in, in secular circles and secular society today, we, we sometimes hear that as humans, we're, we're, we're not m- much. We're nothing special. In fact, we're nothing more than highly evolved mammals, which they say is evidenced by the similarity of genetic material that is found in us, and in pigs, and in monkeys. Did you know that a chimpanzee has 99.4% of our DNA? That sounds rather disappointing, doesn't it? and that may bother you until i tell you that a banana has 81 percent of our dna do you feel like a banana this morning friends you and i bear the image of god we we are masterpieces of god's creative brilliance we are the highest representation of god on the face of the planet short of the incarnation of jesus christ and we are beloved and precious in his eyes Tony Campolo the uh, author pastor uh, likes to preach a sermon to kids on college campuses that's titled everybody's a winner and what he does is at one point during the message is he tries to find someone in the audience and say that person what's your name and and the guy says Harvey he says well Harvey you're a winner and and he says to everybody out there "This, this guy's a winner And then he asks Harvey, have you ever won an Olympic gold medal? And everybody laughs, and he says, no. And he says, well, Harvey, you're a bigger winner than if you had won an Olympic gold medal. And then at this point, Tony Campolo tends to get a little biological, but I think he makes the point. He says, way back, Harvey, in the beginning, before you were born, there were 100 million potential persons at the starting line. And then the gun went off, and there was only one egg and the odds against you were 100 million to one. But Harvey, guess what? You did it! You won! You're here, and you're you, and you're human. And he makes everybody in the audience give Harvey a standing ovation on his big victory. And Tony Campolo's point is that simply being human makes us a big winner. And yet, if we think about it for just a moment, I think we would agree that Harvey certainly can't take sole credit for his big victory because we are less a product of winning a race than we are an act of divine grace. We are God's workmanship. It was God who made this bod and it was God who made each and every one of us with a unique blend of strengths and weaknesses. Now, for the most part, I can talk in front of a group of people on a good day, unless it's my wedding and then I get a little tongue-tied. <laughs> <laughs> but you probably already know that I'm a total bust when it comes to being a car mechanic. My idea of car maintenance is to hang one of those pine-fresh air fresheners from the rearview mirror. <laughs> I think that after I, I have my car washed, it runs better. We all have our own unique gifts and abilities. But friends, we are the pinnacle of God's creation and God intricately wove us together with awe and wonder in our bodies. God, think about this, God thrust into our sack of skin some 200 plus bones, over 600 plus muscles with an infinite number of bodily processes that are happening on their own right now as I speak. And if they were to suddenly stop, we would all be history. I love the story where the mother told her little girl, she said, honey, Jesus lives in your heart. And one day a little girl was giving her mother a hug and she placed her head against her mother's chest and the little girl's face lit up and said, mommy, I I hear Jesus. And the mother asked, oh good honey, what is Jesus doing? And she said, well, it sounds like he's making coffee. <laughs> <laughs> consider, consider the thump, 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 thump of the human heart. It's only four inches in diameter. It's about the size of your fist. It beats 70 times a minute. 4,200 times an hour, 100,800 times in a day, 36,792,000 times in a year, 2,575,444,000 times in 70 years. Every time it beats, it pumps Two and a half ounces of blood, that's 175 ounces a minute, 656 pounds in an hour, and seven and three quarter tons in a day. And I read that the average heart expends enough energy over a lifetime to hoist the Battleship Missouri out of the water six feet into the air. Your DNA has about 2,000 genes on each of 46 chromosomes. There are 1.8 meters of DNA folded into each cell's nucleus, and the nucleus is six microns long. It'd be like putting 30 miles of fishing line inside a cherry pit. And that DNA isn't just stuffed into the nucleus, but it's folded. Folded one way, the cell becomes a skin cell. Folded another way, it becomes a liver cell. To write out the DNA information for one single cell, it would take 300 volumes of 500 pages each. In fact, in your whole body, there is enough DNA that if it were stretched out, it would circle the sun 260 times. As it says in Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God pulled out all the stops when he made us. Now do me a favor, look at your thumb. Sir Isaac Newton said that in... In the absence of any other proof, the thumb alone proves the existence of God. God has minutely engineered us to have a role as humans. Because if we didn't have a thumb, we couldn't hold tools. If we didn't have a thumb, the preschoolers wouldn't be able to hold crayons. The NFL quarterbacks playing in the game today, they wouldn't be able to throw a football. It's the thumb that gives us our unique dominion. And yet the hand is nothing as compared to the brain. The brain has 100 billion neurons, all of which are manufactured during nine months of pregnancy. That's 250,000 every minute over the course of nine months. And then those neurons are not just manufactured, but then they're distributed and connected so that we have the powers of reason and problem solving. Someone has said, even today, humanity is still the fastest and most efficient computer which can be mass-produced without unskilled labor. It'll be funnier on the way home, I promise. (laughs) All that said, the most amazing thing about you and me is that unlike computer-generated cyber-images, you and I are absolutely unique. You and I are a one-of-a-kind one of masterpiece, and no two of us are alike. Several years ago, I was uh, driving home, and I was getting close to the house, and so as I got close to the driveway, I hit that garage door opener, which was on my uh, visor. And would you believe the garage door of my neighbor went up? And so I hit the button again, and, and it went down. I, I thought those things were unique. And I had this terrible thought. I said, well, if mine works on theirs, maybe theirs works on mine. The point is, not even garage door openers are unique. But I am, and you are. You you can comb the four corners of the earth and you will never find another you. I think it is beautifully summed up in a poem by a gentleman named Russell Kelfer. You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an intricate plan. You're a precious and perfect, unique design called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents you had were the ones he chose, and no matter how you may feel, they were custom designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master's seal. No, that trauma you faced was not easy, and God wept that it hurt you so, but it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you'd grow. You are who you are for a reason. You were formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. Many, many years ago, Art Linkletter used to host a TV show called Kids Say the Darnedest Things. <laughs> And one time he asked a little girl, what does God look like? What does God look like? And that little girl looked right into the camera and she said, God looks like everybody. As I look around the room today, I think I see a family resemblance. We are made in God's image and we are his children. You think about that and you celebrate that. Let us pray. Our gracious God, you breathed into our dust and clay, and we became living beings. And then, Lord, you shaped us into your very image. You made us to be a chalice, which can contain the very image of Jesus Christ. We pray that the image of our Maker would be clear for all to see in our own lives. We pray today for any needs that we have here. Because you, O God, as the master craftsman, can reassemble the most shattered of your masterpieces and put us back together again. Lord, walk these aisles and speak your words of tenderness and hope to each of us here today. Touch us in the place where we most need healing and encouragement. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray all these things. Amen.